Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. All right, Greeny with you, presented by Progressive Insurance. Finishing up a little lentil soup there. Caught me with my mouth full. Back and better than ever, presented by, uh, did I just say Progressive Insurance? Okay, fair enough. No, that worked out well twice. Sorry. Lentil soup is not an easy one to finish in one sip. I decided I was going to try and finish it in a gulp out mm. of the cup, and I tried. But it wasn't all broth. It was a bunch of lentils in there, and now they're just taking their time. They collected. I see. I, I, I'm, ha- I'm, I'm struggling to disseminate them as efficiently as I would like to. <laughs> Do you have water over there? Uh, no. I am finished. Off- Danny drank one of my waters. So I always bring three... Big smart waters in here to, for, with me to do the show because I got the two shows. I got the four hours. So over the the course of four hours, two hours of get up, two hours of the show, I have three waters. Dan Orlovsky flew in from London, landed in New York at 1.30 in the morning, went back to his hotel, probably slept two hours, came in here to do my show because he is just that good of a person and that dedicated to our show. And at one point, he looks down and he says, can I take one of these waters? I've just got three waters. They don't have my name on them or anything. He says, can I take one of these waters? And I looked at him. <coughs> Excuse me, I'm a mess now. I'm sneezing. And I looked at him and I said, yeah, take the water. But I will admit, for a moment, I wanted to say no. You thought about saying no. I wanted to say, well, those are my waters. You could have other waters. But I figured I would get some waters later in the day. And, of course, I never did. So now I'm out of water. So you just hand to me one of these little waters. So, I got, like, one of these little mini. What, what is the purpose of this little tiny bottle of water? This is what, those are the same waters that we send uh, to daycare with my children. They're 13 months old now. So those I know. Are the I ones- feel like I should be drinking Mott's AM, PM out of a little <laughs> thing like this. Yeah, those are the ones that they get. So if Rex or RC asks, you're obviously saying no because they did not have to catch an international flight for the show. Uh, that's probably. The, that's the standard, right? Did you fly here There's overseas? There's no way you're telling Rex no. I think I would sooner tell Rex no than RC no. Yeah, I would say both of them. You're not saying yeah, no either. Yeah, did you either. see what, what RC did at Wes Welker that one time? Yeah, I'm saying. <laughs> or, or, or to uh, the running back uh, that he almost killed, Willis McGahee. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, so you don't want to make RC mad. Okay, today's not a day to get ourselves sidetracked by this inanity. Um, so I've got a bunch of one questions here. We've been all over the place so far today. You have to hear some of the sound bites I have for you, including one from the coach in Washington that I literally cannot believe he said. But I assume many people are tuning in today because you want to hear my reaction to what happened with Zach Wilson last night. No one has been more outspoken on this topic, I don't think, than I have been. Uh, When Joe Namath says it, it obviously carries one million times the weight of me saying it, but I've said it a million times. (laughs) So perhaps there is something equal. And I will just say it again, as I have all morning long. I said the kid couldn't play. I begged him to prove me wrong. And he did. I've never been happier to be wrong in my life. He was terrific last night, and I give him all the credit in the world. That was a week and a day and a night in which everything was on his shoulders. The Taylor Swift thing has just created so much more attention and so much stuff that is abnormal around football, and it happened to be this week that they were playing Zach Wilson's team. 
How does that factor into it? Maybe not at all, but it somehow seemed to elevate the stakes of everything that was going on. And if nothing else, because the game was nationally televised and everyone's making fun of it and you're up against Mahomes and everything else, and the legendary Namath has basically given you, given up on you last week and the media has been killing him and the perception is the teammates can't stand him. And with all of that on his shoulders, he played the game of his life. He was not good last night. He was terrific. He was decisive. He was efficient. He was gutsy. He showed you that he has one of the best arms in the NFL. He has never really shown that before. You can see it, but a good arm is only worth as much as your accuracy and ball placement. He had both of those last night to the nth degree. He was sensational. He made a big mistake late in that game. The fumble, it happens. When that happens and you have been awful all day, you want to get rid of him. When that happens and you've been terrific all day, you simply say, it happens. Mistakes happen. And that's all that was. It's a real shame they never got the ball back for him again because I think he would have led them down there to win that game. We'll never know. But if that third and 22, that third and 20, all those calls, everything else that happened at the end of the game, I actually believe Zach Wilson was going to drive the team down there for a winning touchdown if he had gotten the chance. We'll never know. One way or another, He has given the Jets and their fans something we did not have a week ago, and that is hope. I don't know how far they can take it. I don't know how good he's going to continue to be. But I do know if that's in there, then there's reason to hope it'll happen again. And that is worth a lot, I have to believe, to every player in that locker room, the coaches, and certainly to the fans. So all I will say is, I begged him to prove me wrong, and he did. I've never been happier in my life to have been wrong about anything. Yeah, a few numbers for you. So Zach Wilson's actually the third quarterback from his draft class, the 2021 draft class, to play Kansas City this season. Uh, Justin Fields had a QBR of 17.1. Trevor Lawrence had a QBR of 17.6. And Zach Wilson had a QBR last night of 65.9. He played really well against what I think will wind up being one of the 10 best defenses in the NFL. Two things that really stood out to me. The first of which was 14 targets. For Garrett Wilson, mm-hmm. a season high, obviously a priority as well it should be. And secondly, they really opened up the offense with the play action. He went 10 of 12 yesterday when using play action. He was 7 for 14 across the first three weeks combined. Dan Orlovsky said it last week. You've got to take the training wheels off. You have to open up the offense. You have to let him pull the ripcord. And they did. Now, I don't know if that's a blueprint or not, if it was a flash in the pan or not. But at least now you have a chance. You have hope. And like you said, entering last night, you had almost none of it. The last thing I ever would have thought I'd said was that if you were dropped from a spaceship and had never seen a football game before and you just watched that one, or let's say if Taylor Swift doesn't know a lot about football or any of the people she's coming with, and this was all she's seen. Let's not use her as an example because she, she actually does know more about football than that. Any, if you just dropped an alien being in from outer space and they just watch that game, they would say the guy in the green is better than the guy in the red. Now, that's the last thing on earth you ever would have expected because the guy in the red might be the best player ever, and the guy in the green was the worst quarterback in football until last night. But do you know what he did? He had more completions, more passing yards, more touchdown passes, and fewer interceptions than Patrick Mahomes in a game that Mahomes started. Do you know how many times that has happened to Mahomes before? Zero! College or pro, 
127 total starts, including every game he started in college, every game he started in the NFL, including playoffs and Super Bowls. It's the only time the opposing quarterback was better than him in all of those categories. And it was Zach. I can't believe it. And I love it. So, again, that's where it starts because I know people are interested in my opinion on that stuff. I could not be more delighted. I am delighted for him. I'm delighted for them. And I'm delighted for me. Let's also say one thing about the accountability that he took postgame. Yeah. When he said, quote, I lost us that game. Like, I felt like Zach Wilson was having an out-of-body experience yesterday. Like, not only was he, like, carving up this really good defense in prime time. But he was like manning up in the like in the in the scrum afterwards, like with all the reporters. Like that is a really good sign. It felt to me like Zach Wilson aged a year in a week. You can be a part of Greeny Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line, ESPN Nation, presented by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season without the delicious taste of an ice cold Dr. Pepper, the one that fans deserve. Meanwhile, I have only one question. Let's do some of these one questions. The guys put a bunch of good ones in there coming off what was the most compelling NFL Sunday of the season so far. Doesn't necessarily mean they were the best games. As I always say to the team on Get Up, the best games don't always make for the best talkers. Sometimes the best topics come out of bad games. Yesterday was that rare example where we had both. We had extraordinarily good games, and we had extraordinarily good talk show topics. So, Hembo, pick the ones you like. Let's see how we do. I have only one question. Is this rock bottom in the Bears' more than 100-year history? Is this rock bottom? I mean, the Bears have been really bad before. I'm going to say... I don't know the detail, like going all the way back. I mean, the Bears are a founding NFL franchise. So I'm sure there were lean years under Papa Bear Hallis and all that kind of stuff. To keep it to the relatively modern day, I think I'm going to say yes. I, I think especially considering the fact that this was a team that was supposed to be on the come. Like this was a team that we thought was on the come up. This was a team that we thought had hit rock bottom last year had decided to put some pieces in place around their quarterback, had put together a, an offensive plan that worked for him, made the good trade around the draft, got the wide receiver, improved the offensive line, if only because it couldn't get worse, have a defensive-minded coach, so clearly they'll get that a little bit better in his second year. I think there was so much reason for at least some optimism that the fact that you are once again the worst team in the NFL, and they are, I think that is probably rock bottom. Now, the fact that you have your first pick and Carolina's first pick might make you feel a little better right now if you're a fan. You don't feel any better about that if you're the coach because they're going to be someone else's players to coach next year. So as far as rock bottom, I'm not the world's foremost expert on this, but in my memory, in, in, in the time I've been around them, which let's say goes back to the early 80s, I'm going to say absolutely yes, it is. Next. I have only one question. Is anyone, anyone on the hot seat in Pittsburgh? What do you say? Oh, I mean, how in the world is Matt Canada still the offensive coordinator there? Mike Tomlin said after the game. Hell yeah, we got to make some changes, man. Uh, that, was, that, was, that was an ugly product we put out there today. And so uh, we're not going to do the same things and, and hope for a different outcome. What those changes are, man, we'll put together a plan uh, in preparation this week. I, I, I can't. Every now and again, you get a coach who the fans just hate and are chanting to get rid of him and all that kind of stuff. It is very seldom an, an assistant coach. I mean, very rarely do you hear this kind of vitriol being hurled in the direction 
of their offensive coordinator, Matt Canada. I, I honestly thought that we would see that change made today. The fact that it is now, you know, after 11 o'clock in the morning on the East Coast and they haven't done it yet suggests to me they won't. Um, but that is the that is the hot the hottest seat of anyone um, in the um, of, of any NFL coach. I'm sorry, I just got distracted. But as I was looking on my Twitter to see if there had been any uh, update on that, I just came across this tweet from the New England Patriots. I had not heard this before, so I'm sorry. This just came 10 minutes ago. It's it's from the Patriots account. Um, and if you were my age, you're going to know who this was and you're going to feel sad. The Patriots tweeted, we are deeply saddened by the sudden and tragic loss of former New England Patriots tight end Russ Francis. Our condolences are extended to his family and friends. Russ Francis, in an era in the 70s when I first started following football, was one of the really good tight ends in the sport. He wasn't a superstar player, but he was a really good player at a time when tight end was sort of emerging from being a guy who was a blocker to being good receivers. Guys like Dave Casper, those would have been his um, contemporaries. Uh, that, That era, like after John Mackey, after Mike Ditka, but before tight ends became guys like Tony Gonzalez, that there was this period in between there. And Russ Francis was one of those guys and just a player and a name I remember really well from my childhood. So very sad to see that. And I'm, I'm, I didn't mean to just to take away your flow. But when I saw that, I got so thoroughly distracted, I could not mention it. And so perhaps because we have that there and we have it from the same city yesterday, we should also take a moment to extend our condolences to Tim Wakefield's family that was horrible, and the circumstances around which the news of his illness um, came out last week were equally unfortunate, to say the very least. Um, but Tim Wakefield, gone so young, and the sadness that I saw, he's not someone I knew personally, but the extraordinary sadness that I saw coming out of Boston yesterday um, made you realize just how much of a connection he had made and just how beloved a person beyond a player he was. No question about it. Tim Wakefield was a legend in the city of Boston, a legend who allowed one of the most famous home runs ever to Aaron Boone that ended their 2003 season, and yet he bounced back from it and recovered, and the Red Sox won the very next season. There was a good story on Twitter yesterday in which right after he allowed that home run, Joe Torre called Tim Wakefield just to see how he was doing. And it was a sort of a touching moment because that's what people thought of him even then. Like Tim Wakefield had such a connection with the baseball community and with the city of Boston. And think about how long and how storied a history the Red Sox have. The entire list of, the entire list of pitchers to win more games for, him, for them than he did is Roger Clemens and Cy Young. One of the great knuckleballers of all time. One of the great pitchers in Red Sox history. And genuinely one of the best people in baseball of my lifetime. It was terribly ashamed the way that this all went down, of course. Um, But obviously yesterday was an opportunity to celebrate an extraordinary baseball life. All right. So our condolences certainly to his family and again to the family of Russ Francis. If you're my age, you will remember him vividly. He was a terrific player. I'm sorry I distracted us there. We'll come back. We'll do some more of these one questions. You've got to hear from one coach. I've been promising it all day. I promise I'll get to it next. And then we will dive into something Hembo did yesterday that I hope millions of others did as well. That's all on the way. Screening on ESPN Radio. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space 
to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Greeny, the podcast. Greeny with Mike Greenberg. Bubba, yes or no, do the football fans care about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey? I just don't think they care. I personally don't really care. Her last name was supposed to be with the guy from 1975. That was over in like three weeks. I think you just got your answer, Greeny. Our audience is probably constituted of people who look and sound like Bubba. <laughs> but Bubba did know that she dated the front man from the 1970s. Yeah, I'm, I'm aware of it, but I don't care. Me thinks you doth protest too much. This is Greeny. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. The, the the Taylor Swift of it all, I, I don't even know what to make of it anymore. Like, I was so emotionally invested in last night's game that I did find myself at points going, stop cutting to the box. Like, that's not what we're doing here. It's one thing in a blowout like they had the week before against the Bears. But I also understand that there were probably a lot of people watching that game exclusively because... She was there, which is amazing. And so, I mean, being a person who works in this business, I can't criticize NBC, who I thought generally did a terrific job. I thought Collinsworth was terrific on the Jet game last night. But but the point is, I have lost my ability to make up my own man, mind about what's going on with Taylor Swift. I, I'll tell you this. That game is going to do a monster number. Biggest of the, it'll be the biggest game of the year. I mean, obviously, you're talking about the Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, the, the Taylor Swift, and then people tuning into the game because it was so close at the end. That, that's going to be one of, the, one of the most seen games of the whole season. Have we gotten the numbers yet from last night? If not, we'll get them soon. I'm sure that game will, I, I would agree with you. I would guess that will be, to this point, the highest-rated game of the season. Next Sunday night might eclipse it. Cowboys at 49ers. Ooh, that's a monster game. That's a monster game. Guess the line. Guess what that line is? I'm going to guess the 49ers are favored. Uh, I'm going to guess it's slim. If you get three points for home field, I'm going to guess they are a three and a half point favorite. That's right. It's exactly right. 
Well, I'm pretty smart about things like that. Actually, I'm not, but that was pretty good. Uh, anyway, so uh, the Taylor Swift of it all, I can't quite figure out. I will say this, though, just as my own personal little tiny um, unscientific research. I went to a wedding this weekend in Los Angeles. I, I'm now at that stage in my life, and you, you will all get there. Weddings come in different flurries. You're at the stage of your life, Hembo, maybe just coming out of it, where you're in the flurry where all your friends get married. You'll have one summer, you'll have like seven weddings. To, like we've all lived through that. I lived through it. Then you get into the stage you're in now where all your friends start having kids. And eventually, a stage that I'm now finding myself in is that a lot of my friends, their kids are getting married. So now, we're at the old people's table where we're just kind of sitting over there and all the young people are hoping we won't dance. That, that's who we've become. But it was actually a beautiful wedding, and I would like to pass along my congratulations to Zach and Lexi, a beautiful young couple. Uh, she's the daughter of, of a very, very close friends of Stacy's and mine, so we were delighted to be invited and to be there. But anyway, the point of the story is they were – this was a very New York wedding. Both of them grew up in New York, so even though they got married in L.A. because that's where they live now. But anyway, my little unscientific research showed that – Nine out of the ten people that came over to talk to me about the about about football, about, about what was going on in the sports scene, wanted to talk about Aaron Rodgers and Zach Wilson. I heard nothing about Taylor Swift. Nothing. Hmm. I did not get questions from people who are Swifties. Nothing. Like, I think the sports fan and the Swifties are just separate. If you put together a Venn diagram of the Swifties and the hardcore football people, I think that that, that middle section is just me. I think that's it. It's just me standing there waving like this, going, you know, I actually love her. Uh, and But that's about it. I think I'm the only one in there. I did not encounter anyone at the wedding who asked me a question about Taylor Swift. It's funny you say that, because I, I told you, I went to, the, to one of her shows in May with my wife, and I was the only person in our section that looked like me. So I think the Venn diagram exists, but it's pretty, it's pretty slim in the middle. Meaning the way you were dressed? Just like looked like me. Like looked like they knew who, I don't know, Nap Lajewe was. No one there knew who La- <laughs> well, Nap Lajewe was. Let the record show yeah. that no only, one people, else does. only people who are 100 know who Nap Lajewe yeah. was. Oh, you guys uh, know who Nap Lajewe no is. I do. I use him on my immaculate grid often. There I mean, of all of the names that you could have come up with. Of course you had to do that. Your, your way of illustrating that you did not think most of the people in that audience were big sports fans, which is really the only point you were trying to make, right? Right. The person you came up with that just sort of rolled off the tip of your tongue was Nap Lajoie? Would you have preferred I said Tris Speaker? How about Jalen Hurts? I mean, yeah, seriously, how about a per- even someone real, a Derek Jeter? Cap yeah. Anson? Uh, Cap- Michael Jordan. I mean. Here's the problem with Hembo. He's not naming people from the last century. He's naming people from the century before oh, that. It's a problem. You're naming players who, be- who played in years that began with 18. Yeah, none of those guys ever once took penicillin. That's exactly right, because it didn't yet exist. No one ever watched them on television because there was no such thing. No one ever flew to their games because the Wright brothers hadn't yet invented the plane. It's true. You doofus. <laughs> Hannes Wagner would have been a Swifty. No, he was too modern. He retired in 1917. Yeah, he played, he played well into last century. <laughs> 
If, if his career did not end at least 100 years ago, then Hembo has no, with me? has no use for him. I don't know, but we got to work on you. Anyway, uh, I did get a lot of nice feedback on the pictures from the wedding. If you would like to see them, they're up on uh, Instagram at ESPN Greeny. We were in tuxedo, and uh, we were in, it was a formal dress. It was black tie. And we looked very nice. Someone if, drew a picture of you guys, we right? Claim, well, so one of the things they did at this wedding, it was very fancy and very nice, was you know when you get like your little seating arrangement, like you know what table mm-hmm. your number you're at? They did it by doing like little caricatures of all the people who were coming. When you turned it over, you went and found yours. When you turned it over, it told you what table you were sitting at. Schmancy, like you wouldn't believe. Wow. And gorgeous. So that's what that was. But anyway, the wedding was beautiful. I got the pictures up. If you want to see him, Instagram at, uh, at ESPN Greeny. Okay, let's get on to some other things. I want to hear the scoop. Hembo watched the Toy Story football broadcast on Disney Plus yesterday. I'm really interested to hear about it. I will admit I did not. I was traveling back from the wedding. I was doing my best to follow as much football early in the day as I could, and I just did not get any of that. I was seeing some of the reaction. Almost everything I've heard has been extremely positive. I thought it was sensational. I was honestly, like, totally smitten by it. Did you watch this because of the two daughters, Michelle and... and, um, um, by the other one, mm. did you watch because of them? Originally. So we put the game on at 9.30. We streamed it on ESPN+. Plus. So we're there with the babies. They go down to sleep at 10 o'clock. So we watched the beginning with them. And they're, you know, um, messing around in the room. They're watching the TV a little bit. They obviously don't know what's going on. But it was cool to have on. We put them Do down they know to, who Nat Blagioy is? They, not yet. Okay. No, but that'll, that'll be part of their curriculum. Okay. Um, but we put them down at 10 o'clock. And then me and, like, the five other adults I was with, we just kept watching that. It was so cool. It was just one of the coolest things I've ever seen. They, they use Slinky as the third down marker. So with, like, a penalty, you literally see Sne- uh, Slinky, like, back his butt up five yards or ten yards, which was really cool. They had all the characters and, and Booger, who was doing the color for the game, did a really nice job of, like, sneaking in plenty of Toy Story references. I just thought it was brilliant. You know, people always ask me, like, what, what kind of company ESPN is? The first thing I always say is, well, first and foremost, we're an ideas company. Any successful company is an ideas company. But secondly, we're a technology company. And the fact that we could pull that off is just so incredibly cool. And I'm hoping that there are young uh, people around the country that became football fans because of what we did. And I think there are probably a lot of them. If you just think about what that day was yesterday, you had, I don't know what number, thousands of, hundreds of thousands of, I don't know, how many people who might not otherwise have been interested in a football game watching that one on that alternative telecast, and then who knows how many thousands of, hundred thousands of, or millions of people watched the game last night because they're Taylor Swift fans. I mean, seriously. Mike Tirico opened the night by saying, hi, Swifties, we'll be here with you all evening long. That, those were the first words out of his mouth. And so, I mean, that, that's what yesterday was. It was a remarkable day for football. And there's one other note that comes out of that game that I sort of like. And it is simply this. Drake London scored a touchdown at Wembley Stadium. So he scored a touchdown in London. In so doing, Drake London became the sixth player in NFL history to score a touchdown in a city that shares his last name. The previous five players were Lamar Houston, Joe Washington, Ken Houston, Mark Washington, and Kenny Washington. So it's been Washingtons and Houstons, and now we had a London. And I found myself thinking, are there any other cities where that could happen? Are there people just going through it? Like, are, are there people in this world whose last name is Seattle or even first name? <laughs> I'm trying to think of it like York. There might be someone named York, not New York. You know, it could be Bill York. Denver. 
There could be Gen- there John could be Denver. Denver was named Denver. Or, uh, it wasn't actually his name, but yes, he, his professional name was John Denver. I, I think there the could- Seahawks had a backup named DJ Dallas within the last couple of years. Yes, there was a guy but named they don't Dallas play in Dallas. He never scored a touchdown in Bummer. Dallas, but you'd think he could. I would think this has happened in college a lot. Because colleges are all, most of the colleges are in cities that are like their local states, uh, capitals. Yeah, so Lincoln. I mean, how many Lincolns must have scored in Lincoln, Nebraska at some (laughs) point, right? Norman, Oklahoma. Like, these are places that I would think people named Norman. I mean, I wonder if Greg Norman ever played golf in Norman, Oklahoma. (laughs) You understand the point I'm getting at here? I would think this has probably happened on that level. But in the NFL, it was only the sixth time London becomes the third city. For that to have happened in uh, joining Houston and Washington. Okay. I'm sorry, what? What? what, what? I'm sorry, what? what? I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, what? I need this one explained to me. Full disclosure, I love Ron Rivera. I've known him since he was a player. I covered him as a player for the Bears. I covered him when he was a, a defensive coordinator with the Bears. I was rooting like crazy for him to get a head coaching job. When he was trying to, I was so thrilled when he had that great season in Carolina and they went to the Super Bowl. And I, he is a, I think he's a, a really good coach. He had that riverboat Ron kind of mentality or whatever that, that um, nickname. Um, and he is a very, very good man. So it is going to pain me to be as critical of what he said as I think I'm about to be. But if you saw the way that game played out yesterday in Philly, and I know obviously Cam and Hembo watched every play as Eagles fans. That, pl- that game comes right down to literally the final play of regulation. It was back and forth all day. Washington played them to a standstill. The commanders are ahead the whole first half. Philly comes back. Hurts and A.J. Brown, a couple of beautiful touchdowns. Philly goes ahead. Washington gets one last chance. They go down. They have the ball inside the 10-yard line with two seconds left in regulation. This is it. One play, down seven. Gorgeous touchdown pass. I mean, a dime from Howell to Jahan Dotson. And I'm sitting there watching this. I mean, jumping out of my couch yelling, here we go, going for the two. Here we go. Got to go for the two. You have to go for the two and the win. You have all the momentum in the world. And they didn't. They kicked the extra point. They wind up losing in overtime. And when asked about it, Riverboat Ron, Ron Rivera, explained it by saying this. Those guys, they were they were gassed. They really were. I mean, it was a long-ass drive. They were, they were hurrying. They are hustling. Um, you know, uh, I really thought, you know, we, we, got, we had the chance, you know, and, and, and that's too bad. I'm sorry, what? You were gassed? Your offense was too tired after a long drive to go for a two-point conversion? Did he seriously say that? That can't be. Do you know who gets really gassed when the offense is tired? The defense is a thousand times more tired. You know who knows that? Someone who played linebacker in the NFL. We were too tired to go for the two? That's the worst reason I've ever heard to not do something in my life. I remember when the Eagles legendarily had that terrible offensive sequence at the end of that Super Bowl when they were losing to New England and it was a two-score game and they kept huddling and not playing with any urgency. And my wife actually asked me if she thought the Eagles didn't know what the score was. And after the game, they were making talking about, well, maybe McNabb, maybe they're tired. Are the Eagles tired? And I remember Troy Aikman on the broadcast saying, this is no time to be tired. This is the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl. 
That was a monster game yesterday. If the Commanders win that game yesterday, that's a huge statement. You walk out of there with a win at Philly, you are 100% in that division race. And Riverboat Ron didn't go for the two because his offense was gassed? Help me. Am I missing something? You're missing nothing. And Cam, you can attest to this too because you watch this game live with me. It, it, sometimes well, I didn't co- watch it with you. You watch this game alongside me. No, that's that, makes it, that also makes it seem like I watched it with you. Okay, Cam, enough of this. So what, ha- so what the coaches should do in that situation is just ask, what don't the fans want me to do? Because oh, yeah. 60,000 fans in Philly were hoping they kicked the extra point. That's the, the thing I was most afraid of with them going for two because they would because they would have gotten it. Not only, first of all, you're running one two yard play. Yeah. Like you're who cares how gassed your offense is? That the, the defense is much more gassed, and you know what's going to gas your offense way more is playing ten minutes in overtime. Right. That's the thing. Like we just do they just need a quick breather? Like what is happening here? How could you possibly be gassed after an offensive drive that you can't go for the two? The drive lasted a minute and forty three seconds. <laughs> what? what, what are, I don't what, understand. Cam. Tell me that in that moment, when they scored that touchdown, what were you hoping that the commanders would do? I was hoping they would kick the extra point. Hell yes. I was so relieved. Like, the minute they scored the go-ahead touchdown to go up 31-24, we thought, okay, great, they're up, but they left too much time because the commander's offense was humming the entire game. They went right down the field, scored the touchdown on the final play. The entire drive they were going, I was saying, they're going to go for two. They're going to go for two. We just have to hold them. I was so surprised they they pulled him out, and then they got the ball in overtime, so they were probably more gassed after that. I don't think a two-point conversion was going to make them more gassed if they didn't get it. Then they played in overtime. It was it was so stunning, and like Hembo said, when every single fan is like, phew, thank goodness they didn't go for the two because they easily would have gotten it because they weren't stopping anything that's when you know you made the wrong call, and the, the description and ex- explanation after is even worse. And I think this is when officially we have to retire the riverboat. Like, we're, we're doing a new nickname. It can be Paddleboat Ron. It can be any other, any other like, weak vessel. Like, what's the, what are the things that you, like, you know, you're, you're, the carnival ship, like, is sinking, the, the inflatable boats thing. Like, yeah. The, 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 the women and children first, Ron. Like, whatever you want to call it. You can't call him Riverboat Ron anymore. Had Life a boats? Lifeboat Ron. Ron. Whatever, sure. Canoe Ron. <laughs> kayak Ron. A kayak. I'm just thinking of like much smaller. Life jacket Ron. Vote of boats. That's, that's what we need to call him now. Life jacket Ron. <laughs> I'm serious. Like I'm watching this game. I, I can't believe what I'm saying. Like this guy has the nickname of doing like the audacious thing. This is like the sensible thing. Like there are 30 NFL coaches that would But this wasn't it. even the sensible thing. Like it, 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 it's not. Is it safer? I guess it's safer, but it's not, it's not the sensible thing. It's not like going for the two is some outrageous risk. It, it's not like going for it on your own. Like Brandon Staley is Riverboat Brandon, okay? <laughs> How that guy still has a job, I have no idea. It just idea. doesn't alliterate, right? And, and there's no reason on earth they keep winning these games. His defense has bailed him out two weeks in a row. He needs to thank the Lord he was playing terrible teams. By the way, why, why did Asante Samuel slide on, when, when he intercepted that Huge ball? Huge mistake. It was three minutes Because left. they were terrible coach team and no one knows what they're doing but so so anyway but he's riverboat right but terrible he's river he's like hitting on 18 right it's, it's like he's playing blackjack and he's like hitting on 18 against a six he's like i like to live on the edge because i'm a dope this guy ron is the, the, that wasn't even that risky it, i think it was what everyone would have done you scored to end the game you're on the road the defense is on its heels 
what am I missing? And like, it's one thing if he says, like, we don't feel good about our two-point package right now, whatever. To, to say, like, my players are too tired is ridiculous when you're starting overtime. Yeah, that can't make anybody happy. Greeny, reminding you that starting stronger starts at AutoZone, where they've got battery solutions in the form of free battery testing, free battery charging, and replacement batteries that fit your needs. That's what makes them America's number one battery destination. Get in the zone with AutoZone. We'll do in case you missed it as we continue. Oh, we've got Sneaky Hembo. Do you have a question today? I have a okay, question thank today. thank you. I've got that. Let's hear it. C.J. Stroud is on pace for more than 5,000 passing yards, Greeny. Got me thinking. Which quarterback owns the rookie record for passing yards? Which quarterback owns the rookie record for passing yards? I think I know this very easily. We'll find out if I'm right. If so, it's not as sneaky as I expected. That's next on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Greeny, the podcast. All right, a little Toy Story action here on this day after that went so well. Greeny with you on ESPN Radio. We're live from the Seaport, brought to you by Grey Goose. Don't forget, you can find us so many different places like the ESPN app and Sirius XM Channel 80 and the podcast and all of that stuff. Right now, let's do the trivia. Wow, okay, and how are your trivia skills? This is Sneaky Hembo Trivia. Regular sneaky or extra sneaky? Sneaky Hembo, go. All right, I'm going to give away the fact that I got this thing wrong. I I will stand by my answer, even though I already know it's wrong, because I thought it was easy. Hembo, today's question is? Yes, which quarterback owns the rookie record for passing yards? I thought for sure it was Cam Newton. I was 100% sure it was Cam Newton. I guessed Cam Newton. Hembo has already told me it's not Cam Newton. So, Bubba, if your guess was going to be Cam Newton, I'm getting letting you off the hook. Cam, you as well. I'll let you go first. Cam, go. 
Yeah, I don't think we can give away what's not the answer on the air, but whatever. Well, my point is, I guessed Cam Newton, and I, it wasn't. I, you didn't oh, have so to I shouldn't have told them that yeah. it wasn't. Oh, my bad. Yeah, well, okay. What we're saying. Hembo shouldn't be. You keep checking away. with Hembo yeah. before we do the question. You can't do that. Just That's guess true. it on the air. Yeah, you're right. I you should... also have said, I think every single question. Oh, I think I know this one <laughs> easily. Right, and then you get it wrong. All well, right. I've been right twice so far. Yeah, we've all been we've right been... twice. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Who do you think it is, Cam? I got a Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston. I've got Cam uh, Newton, which I already know is wrong. Bubba. Ah, Jameis is a good one. I think that might be right. Um, I, I w- I'm just going to go Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning. And so, Hembo? Peyton Manning is seventh. Jameis Winston is fourth. Cam Newton is third. I was the closest. Let the record show. Mine was the best miss. I don't know if this is anything to be proud of, but I had the worst I had the best bad answer. Uh, so there's two ahead, right? There's two we haven't named. There's two we haven't, you named haven't named one or two. That's right. All right, stand by. Let's get this. Is it Marino? You guys can get this. No, it is not it's Marino. much more recent than that. Okay, Could good, it be yeah. Andrew Thank Luck? God. Andrew Luck is first. Okay. Oh, That's the right answer. Oh, damn it. Another Colts. The Colts yeah, two was in a row. last time. Uh, and we're missing the second one. And you should get the second one because he has the touchdown record. Who's number two has the touchdown record. Justin Herbert. Herbert. Justin Herbert. Okay, well done. Okay, so none of us got that right. So what's our running tally? We are all two and six, and Mark Cuban is own one. We are own. Two, we are all two and six. <laughs> Celebrity and Mark Cuban. guest pickers. That's right. We had Cuban go for it last week, and he got it wrong. So uh, we are all two and six, and Mark Cuban is <laughs> zero and one. <laughs> That's well done. All right, time for in case you missed it. In case you missed it. We will let you hear some of the most interesting things that were said on our show on TV in the morning, which is called Get Up. Um, one of those things was said by our buddy Ryan Clark talking about the enormous night Zach Wilson had. This kid knows whenever I have to go in the game on the fifth play of the season when we prepared everything about Aaron Rodgers, yeah. nobody wants me. Yeah. And then when you make a bad play, you hear the boos. They got people in the stands whose teeth are falling out of their mouth <laughs> with disgust yeah. because of the way you play. And you've played bad since the beginning of the season. You're playing the best quarterback in the world, a defense that's playing amazing this year with Chris Jones. And you step up. Yeah. You go out. You play like there's nothing to lose. And you gain everything in one night. That is huge by Zach. It was. And I understand the point that Ryan is making. I would actually make it the opposite way. He didn't have nothing to lose. He had everything to lose. I believe last night could have been the last night of his career. I think if it had gone as badly last night as it was going, I think it was coming to an end. I really do. So I think he had everything at stake last night. And to rise above that and play the game of his life, I give him all the credit in the world. There's nothing else I can say. That team was down 17 points, and a lot of teams in the NFL would have folded up the tent. It was a fold up the tent game, and they refused to fold up the tent. I think that speaks very highly of the culture, of the coaching, and the fact that Zach Wilson actually has some medal, which we did not know before. One more thing before we make the pick on tonight's game, and that is we made a suggestion for a trade. This sort of meandered around to this conversation. I'll tell you where I got this idea. In the get-up meeting this morning, so we all meet at 6 a.m., two hours before we go on the air Eastern time, and we all throw ideas back and forth, and we were talking about how bad Atlanta's offense looks with um, the kid Desmond Ritter running it. It just isn't right, and they have such good players. They have an offensive coach, this Arthur Smith, who is universally regarded as an outstanding offensive mind, they have two great running backs, in particular Bijan Robinson, who is out of control good. They've got Drake London, who is big and physical and was drafted ahead of Garrett Wilson. 
They have Kyle Pitts, who was supposed to like revolutionize the sport when he was drafted fourth overall as a tight end a couple of years ago. And their offense stinks because the quarterback is just not good enough. He's just not good enough. So that conversation came up. And then we got to talking about the Bears and Justin Fields and how much better he looked yesterday, but how hopeless the situation is. They may have the first two picks in the draft. Clearly, they're going to move on from him after this year. It would make a lot of sense, I think, for Atlanta to call Chicago and say, what do you want for him? Bring him over there. Justin Fields and that Atlanta offense, I think, would make all the sense in the world. He would be, all things considered, a very inexpensive option for them. They could pick up his fifth-year option and basically get two and a half years of him for $30 million total. That's an excellent way to figure out if you've caught lightning in a bottle or not. If not, you really haven't lost that much in the first place. If you're the Bears, you're not getting anything for him after this season is over. So why not make the move now? The best thing you can do this year, candidly, is finish last and get the first pick in the draft because that kid, Caleb Williams, is out of control good. So to me, it is a trade that actually makes sense. Me too. Desmond Ritter has already played himself out of the starting job, at least performance-wise, and the Bears have already played themselves out of contention. It makes all the sense in the world. I have no doubt that if you install Justin Fields into that offense in the same backfield as B. John Robinson, that's immediately a top-five offense in the league with the best running game in the whole sport with that coach. I love it. I don't know what it would cost, but I absolutely love it. I think they should consider doing it. I think it works for everybody. Hashtag KOD. The Kiss of Death. All right, Monday Night Football Preview brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Bubba, how are my picks this week? Well, not good again. <laughs> you went one and two. You got Buffalo right. And then with Cleveland, with Notre Sean, you had Cleveland minus three loss. And for some unknown reason, you picked New England plus six and a half loss. Ooh. So you are last place, three and nine. The people ahead of you, game night, Colin versus Joe, top nine and three. So you got to you got to hill the climb. Mm. All right, what do we got for tonight? Well, this is a fade the public game if you're so inclined to do so. Seventy-six percent right now. Three fourths of the betting public is on Seattle minus the one and a half. The game's in New York. Game's, it's only one and a half. Game's, yeah, the number is one and a half. I tell you what, I do like it. I am going to take the Giants at mm. home. I think. The Giants are not a great team, but they're not nearly as bad as I think the world wants to make them seem. They've basically come off a mini-buy. They haven't played since a week ago Thursday. They get all the way to a Monday. It's the closest thing you're going to get to a full bye week to prepare for a Seattle team that's good, but not world beaters. I like the Giants to win tonight. Outright. All right. I'll take the one and a half. I like it. I like it. I like it, too. Well, I'm, I'm calling for it. I'm calling for the Giants to win the game tonight. I put my KOD reputation of it <laughs> on it, of which I have none. Fun day today. Thanks for being a part of it. We'll see you tomorrow. ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, 
We know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 